0: and in the past you've told some pretty good stories about discernment and about some of the challenges people have been up against and I was wondering if you could share one or two now.
1: Sure. I, I love stories. It's because of my Irish background. That, <laughs> yeah, I have Irish blood. My mother's maiden name is McCormick, and I was certainly much more influenced by the McCormicks than the, by the plants <laughs> in my family. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I do tell stories. And I'm, uh, there's a couple that I think are quite relevant. And, and it's also the power of discernment, the power of discernment. Mm. So I can remember mm-hmm. one student, who uh, rushed into my class, said, can I talk to you? And I said, sure, but I've got to be in class in, you know, 15 minutes. And she said, that's okay, I'll I'll take it. She said, I don't know what to do when I graduate. I said, with 15 minutes? I mean, (laughs) Come on, chop, chop. You know, it's like- (laughs) Oh, you're good, Tom, you're really good. And so I said, okay, let's go, four Ds, let's do it. So we went through the four Ds and then she had a little smile on her face. And I remember she said, I think I know what to do. I said, really? And she said, I do. I said, well, I got to run to class, but you know, we can meet later or whatever. And then so you know, she leaves, I leave. And then I see her on campus, I don't know, a week or two later. And I say, you know, do you want to continue this conversation? She says, I think I'm good. And I said, are you sure? I mean, we had 15 minutes. And said, I'm good. So then just really a few months ago, I got an email from her uh, and she's in graduate school at Columbia in uh, New York City now, um, doing what she wanted to do. And, and she just kind of said, hey, this is where I landed and this is what I'm doing and whatnot. And then another st- student, uh, which I thought was a fun story, um, is uh, uh, this student was pressured by her family to go in a certain business direction. Actually, her families were, were in business and, you know, she was supposed to go in this business direction. And I had uh, students do an exercise in class. And uh, it was anonymous, but, you know, it's kind of a long story, but the bottom line is they were drawing a house tree person and a family doing something together. as a class on abnormal psych, and we're talking about assessment and, and, and assessments that you use with children in particular. And so she drew something, and no one's name is on anything, and we're looking at these things, and I say, wow, this is really quite an artist. This is really quite beautiful. And she always wanted to be an artist, but her family said, no, you got to go business, practical, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the, anyways, the bottom line is she ended up um, doing art. Or she ended up in the fashion industry in New York doing a set design for fashion shows and things like that. Oh, wow. And so she, she did that for about a dozen years. And then she came back and she said, uh, now will you write a letter for graduate school? Uh, I, I want to go into you know, counseling. And she said, "I, I, you know," she said. Uh, I said, "Did the devil really wear Prada?" And she said, "Oh, it's so much worse than that. Oh, no. <laughs> it's more than." <laughs> she said, "It's more than the devil wearing Prada." And, uh, and, but she said, "You know, it's a young person's game," and and I'm ready to kind of move back, uh, uh, you know, to move into another career. And so, so anyway, she she also went to Columbia uh, for grad school um, and uh, with a uh, with counseling degree. Um, and, and, and then another one, not such a good story, um, is I remember another student who came in and again, she felt pressured to go to medical school. She didn't want to go to medical school. And I remember she was one of the very few students. We don't have that many students at Santa Clara who smoke cigarettes all the time. Yeah. She was one of these people smoke cigarettes all the time. And her, she a lot of pressure to go to medical school. She didn't want to. I was really worried about her. And I because, you know, she wasn't doing well in classes, you know, kind of getting C's and things. And I was like, you know, this is not looking good. And she said she felt so much pressure. I said, what do you want to do? And then she was telling me some other things she'd rather do. She said, but there's no way my parents would let me do that. And I said, can I talk to your parents? You know, and I said, can I call them? Will they call me? I mean, can we invite them in? And she said, no, it's not going to help. And so ultimately she walked away kind of sad. And she did not want me to talk to her parents. And her parents did not call me or anything like that. And I always wondered what happened to her. You know, I always Mm -hmm. wondered if she um, found her way or whether she didn't. And my Mm -hmm. concern was that if you don't find your way that you're called to, that you're discerning properly and you're making decisions, then you're going to be smoking cigarettes and not be very happy. You know, you know, you're going to be sort of like, you know, you know, trying to cope with that stress by using other Mm -hmm. means, maybe smoking, Mm -hmm. maybe drinking too much, maybe doing other things. But she certainly didn't look well to me. And I was really worried about her.
0: So that's interesting because we haven't really touched on this, although I know some of your work is in this uh, area, the relationship between spirituality and health. But but what you're really saying is that you can one can find themselves not just stuck, but um, being or or rather so stuck without the direction that seems right for you, that it begins to manifest itself in other ways and ways that aren't helpful or productive for you.
1: Yeah, I really worry about that because I think that a lot of people experience, you know, anxiety disorders, depressive disorders, addictions, whether it be smoking, drinking, all the kind of addictions, often because they're not on the path that they ought to be on, you know, mm-hmm. and they're trying to compensate. And right. you hear this from so many people. I've heard this from, you know, so many, not just students and whatnot, but my patients. Right. Who've spent years down a certain path where you know it's not the path that they wanted and then they start having developing a drinking problem or a depression problem or whatever. And this is true not only in terms of career and stuff like that, but it can also be true in terms of relationships, marriages, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and all of that uh, and uh, and 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 now they're trying to find a way off that path.
0: So if I could sort of sum up the The good news is that there's a process and that people aren't alone in the process. I mean, you talked about the important others who can give you honest feedback. And so um, you can begin to think about it and that it's iterative and that no matter where we are in our stage of life, this is something that we can access over and over again. um, And for for the little decisions or for the big decisions um, as, as we go through things.
1: Yeah, I think that's true for your entire life. And it reminds me, I had one patient, I remember he was a a monk, you know, in a cloistered environment. He was in his 80s and sadly he was dying of, you know, terminal illness. And he wanted to talk about discernment and review his life. And he wanted to kind of put it together before he passed away. And so he was in his 80s. He spent, you know, almost his whole life or 60 out of those 80 years or so Mm -hmm. in a cloistered environment. And he wanted to kind of talk about discernment. It's never too late. It's kind of never too late. That's lovely. That's lovely.
0: Well, Tom, thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure. Um, And I always love hearing your stories and hearing how how people have have used this um, process.
1: Well, thank you. It's it's always just a delight to be with a couple of not only great business professors but a couple of very sacred people in my book. Oh.
0: <laughs> I feel like I need to say namaste. I namaste. felt the same. <laughs>
1: namaste. Thank you Definitely. so much. You're welcome. <laughs>